we rolling? We are now rolling. Yes. Alberta <laughs> Filmmakers Podcast. Me, 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 me. Okay, anytime. It is Matt Waterworth here uh, for the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. Thank you for joining us again. That's right, folks. Scott Westby himself is back in the house. I'm here. Thanks for coming back, Scott. You survived? I'm, I survived. Where did you go? Uh, I went to, uh, I spent five days in Tokyo, and then I went to Southeast Asia um, with a backpack uh, and my wife. And we... Uh, <laughs> in the backpack? <laughs> no, she was beside me with her own backpack. And uh, we went to Thailand, and we went to Vietnam, and we went to Cambodia, and we went to Laos. And uh, yeah, it was about six and a half weeks, and it was awesome. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. And it looks it looks fun, actually. Um, it, yeah, it looks like a blast. Uh, you, you wrote some elephants. We wrote some elephants. You, you, we checked out uh, Angkor Wat, the uh, the largest religious monument in the world. Whoa, cool! Which was like two days full of seeing these temples. Um, that were it was like they filmed Tomb Raider there, so you'll oh. you might know that kind of style. Wow! Um, and it was super super fun. And of course, uh, it's Cambodia, so they don't have the same like uh, restrictions on safety that we might have here. <laughs> right. So there's like you could we could have fallen off a temple and killed ourselves a oh, lot, wow. was, which which made it a lot more kind of authentic and rustic and, and felt more like you were exploring than if there were like railings everywhere. And, and what is the religion? Uh, Buddhism. It's Buddhism. Um, yeah. And it has been for quite a while, but they, they have mixed it with animism, which is like um, tree worship and animal worship and that oh. kind of stuff. So they, hmm. I mean, Buddhism is uh, you'll find throughout the world is pretty um, jives pretty well with other religions yes. as well. So you yes. can kind of add like a Buddhist element to, your religion which i think is why it's been adopted so so easily right yeah interesting yeah so so cool. you're back now i'm back i'm refreshed you missed some stuff i i feel like i traveled through time there was some there was uh one of these uh, elections occurred um, i voted before i left yeah i know yeah, yeah, yeah. it's smart, good for you and and uh there, there's a new prime minister uh han solo <laughs> prime prime minister general han solo yes um and uh his name's trudeau and we got uh i think i covered it in a previous episode that, that they're bumping up some cash for the canada council fund and the nfb and um so it's it's exciting and good news for uh for our industry i think certainly yeah. but uh this is kind of a a sad episode i guess uh because we've lost a lot of people in uh in our industry in the last uh, couple of weeks here and we wanted to do uh kind of skip the news and skip the important dates uh just to kind of focus on some of those people that we lost um so uh, those three people in in particular are gil cardinal diane dickert and peter gurr um just recently as we record this episode uh peter gurr just passed away so uh we wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about these three important filmmakers who neither of us really knew very well um but we've got some information um about uh these folks and important folks they were to our industry um Lon Parker uh, of M Media wrote a, uh, a piece about Diana Deckert. Um, and I'd just like to read some of it. Uh, Diane was our executive director from 1998 to 2006. Diane was the steady guiding administrative hand M so desperately needed as the new millennium found us in our present location. Uh, she initiated the uh, M Media Echo Award and was uh, crucial to the success of M's 25-year publication expanded standard timeline and was a tireless supporter of and protector of the rights of artists um 
it sounds like a, a pretty amazing career and a pretty massive bucket of win. Um, so it's a definite loss for our for our industry. Yeah, condolences to her friends and family and yeah. those who knew her, of course. Um, Peter Gurr, um, really interesting dude. He was born in uh, in Kent, England, on September sixth, nineteen forty two. Uh, he pursued a variety of careers, but found his true passion as a professional wrestler for twenty years. Uh, he came to Calgary in eighty one. Um, pursued a career in security and private investigating, which, uh, like all of our life paths, led him in a weird uh, path into the film industry. He was the first member of uh, IATSE 212's security department. Really? Uh, yeah. I didn't know that yeah. one. Um, and IATSE says that he'll be remembered for his boisterous wit and significant charity work in the community. He worked on over 100 uh, local 212 motion picture agreements. And I definitely recommend going to uh, his Facebook page or just searching his name uh, on Facebook. You can see, you can actually see a photo of him from his wrestling days, uh, which is pretty cool. And a lot of uh, nice thoughts from friends and family. Um, definitely a dude who was kind of well-known to those people who worked uh, on on the ground uh, in the film industry day in, day out. And uh, certainly going to miss him. Uh, and then it's uh, also Gil Cardinal, which uh, was kind of... Uh, uh, unfortunate timing or maybe great timing. I'm not sure for the David Billington award. Gil was awarded the award, um, just before he passed away. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, Gil Cardinal was an acclaimed Métis filmmaker from Alberta. He's best known for his directing on North of 60 and for a variety of documentaries, including foster child and totem and many, many others. He worked with a lot of, uh, the national, uh, he worked a lot with the national film board and was a well-respected member of our community with a big heart and a small ego. Gil was, uh, just last month, the recipient of the 27th annual David Billington award. And unfortunately he couldn't attend the ceremony because of his health. Um, but a lot of really cool people spoke, including Edmonton's mayor, Don Iveson. So I just want to play a clip here from that. Um, I'm a big admirer of Gil Cardinal's work and glad to be and honored to be uh, included in today's program to pay tribute to that on behalf of uh, my city council colleagues and on behalf of Edmontonians. Um, you know, in a, in a year where we grapple with uh, truth and reconciliation, uh, film is a medium that is able, uh, in a compelling way, uh, and sometimes overwhelming way, but in a way that, that captures you and keeps you, is able to put hard truths in front of people in a way that they can digest, in a way that you can't, the text doesn't necessarily do, uh, that other mediums don't necessarily do. There is a power um, in the visual art that I think uh, Gill understands very, very well. And I think we've seen that uh, in his influence in Blackstone. We've seen it in the documentaries that, that he's produced. And uh, we've seen that that honest reflection of many of the challenges that uh, people from all walks of life face, but particularly indigenous people. So obviously a really deeply admired and respected uh, person in our industry and um, wish I could have gotten to know him. I wish I could have had all of these folks on the podcast. So um, that's certainly a, a to-do item for us to get some of the, the more senior members of our industry on the show to record some of their stories um, and make sure that we can uh, archive those. Um, but it leads in well to our podcast today, um, which is with uh, the executive director of Ampia, Bill Evans. Um, and uh, this podcast is really an introduction to uh, 
the organization Ampia and everything that they do for uh, the Alberta film industry. Um, this was recorded shortly before Gill's passing, but but shortly after the David Billington Award. So just a note that Bill is speaking here um, with with the knowledge that, of course, uh, Gill is is still alive, but still honoring him with the uh, with the award and and a little bit of talk about that. But uh, definitely um, listen closely. The Ampia uh, organization is a wonderful one and one that we should all uh, support and and pay a little more attention to. They do a lot for us, and uh, I encourage you to uh, become a member if you're not already. But here's uh, here's more with Bill Evans. Hey, uh, welcome back to the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. My name's Matt, and sitting with me is Bill Evans, and is the title Executive Director of Ampia? That's right. Okay. And how did that come about? What's your What's your journey like? How did you get to that place? Hmm. Well, it's kind of a circuitous one, I guess. Um, I'm originally from Edmonton. Okay. Uh, born and bred. Great. Um, started my film journey by taking a couple of film history classes oh. with Bill Beard at U of A. Oh, yes. Decided I wanted to try my hand at production, so I went uh, to s- film school at Simon Fraser University. Oh, wow, nice. In Vancouver, or in Burnaby, more t- more exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked out there in various capacities uh, in mostly the kind of indie scene that was happening in the early 90s, mid-90s. Um, I was working as a camera operator, uh, art director, um, mostly cinematography though. Cool. Um, yeah. And then I guess my, uh, my sort of film history background kind of came to the fore and I started working, uh, doing some programming with the, with the Vancouver Film Festival oh, and nice. the Pacific Cinematheque out there and sort of got in, more involved in exhibition and festivals and that kind of thing. Cool. So, um, moved back here to Edmonton. Uh, after my father passed away mm. and um, got uh, started working for the Metro Cinema. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So when I'm it was still the, in the downtown location. That's right. In, what was that, what's that building called? Well, Citadel. in the Citadel. Yeah. But initially when I um, got involved, it was still in Canada Place. There oh, whoa. a little theater wow. in there actually called the Colin Lowe Theater, which okay. doesn't exist anymore. Hmm. Um, and it only held about like 15 people right. so <laughs> it had its limitations <laughs> so we uh yeah we moved over into the citadel cool. which is where it had been originally when it was the national film theater but going uh, way back when wow to the 70s um and it what's was, that space now um it's still a theater yeah. and they use it for their theater school oh, okay. i think they have uh they put on plays mostly. Gotcha. Um, I'm not sure what happened to the projectors that were there because mm. they were actually the last carbon arc projectors in Edmonton. I might have actually known that. I have a, an odd connection to, I worked on a, a youth arts festival called the Carnival of Shrieking Youth. <laughs> and I conv- it was like a theater and like visual art festival. And I convinced the guy who was running it that he needed a film component. And, and I sat down and he was like, you know what? You're right. And you're running it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, great. So that was where we found a space to to screen when it was still the metro and 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 i that was the best because the projectionist there was like so open to like letting me just take a look at the the projector and learn about the whole process and and you know he said that that you know they've been warned for years and years that their jobs are going away and now they finally are 
Yeah, it's 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 sad, but I guess you know technology changes and uh, times change. Yeah. So, but, but what do? You, sorry, I, I'm just. I think I think we have nerds on the on the, in the listenership who would be interested in that projector. What does that mean exactly? The last carbon arc projector? Is that- yeah, it means that rather than having a bulb in, right in the. Uh, in the lamp house, it was actually two carbon filaments Whoa. that would be physically on fire oh, wow. and sparking between the two. And wow, that's what sweet. made it so bright. Huh. And uh, yeah, that was the original technology for for carbon uh, for projectors prior right. prior to xenon bulbs. Huh. Um, and did yeah. they did did it last longer? Is that it? Um, I mean, I'm sure there are other downsides. But no, I think it was just that it's a lot brighter, mm. and um, but it was kind of an interesting thing because you have to keep your eye on it. The projectionist would have to always kind of be constantly Ooh. monitoring and pushing the filter uh-huh. or the filaments together so that they didn't get too far apart huh. or too close together. A little art form to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's why things, you know, in the olden days used to uh, occasionally burn. Right. <clears throat> or explode. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway, that was the Citadel. And right. And then... Um, uh, I left there when uh, I was approached by the National Screen Institute about helping out with the local Heroes Film Festival ah, cool, at cool. the time. Yes, so, and, and yeah, I remember when I was when I was I must have been in high school when the NSI had a huge presence here in Edmonton. Yeah, well, it started here, um, okay. and it kind of grew out of uh, something called the NSI Drama Lab, which was a workshop program that was. Uh, put on in collaboration with the National Screen Institute and the University of Alberta. Okay. So it was teaching actors how to work with cameras and how to work with DOPs right, and right. sound. Um, so they would do little scene study workshops, kind of like what we do at the Upstart program oh, yes, down in yes. Calgary. Right, right. And uh, now running here at Fava. Yeah. Um, so that grew, and then they, there were, uh, that was right around the same time as there were cuts to the... Alberta Motion Picture Development Corporation here uh-huh. in Alberta. Um, they got an offer from the province of Manitoba, who had lots of money, so they moved to Winnipeg. Wow. Yeah, and I moved with them. Oh, okay. Um, and I was there for three years, uh, but never really felt Winnipeg was where I wanted to be. Right. Um, and then kind of uh, got involved with the Whistler Film Festival mm, nice. and went out there, and uh, through the help of uh, a Edmonton filmmaker who was a friend of mine named Carl Basai, who was on their board of directors, um, and now lives in Vancouver and L.A. Um, so he kind of recruited me to come out and help them build their uh, industry side of their festival. Ah, uh, yes. So I, I, I was I just, did. I was just, yeah, and I was just talking with somebody. I, I'm forgetting who because I'm doing so many of these podcasts, but. Somebody was saying that Whistler is is actually a really great secret spot for business. You wouldn't expect it, and and that sounds like you might have had to, a major part to play in that. Yeah, I did. Um, we built up uh, what we called uh, the Whistler Summit, which ah. was kind of like a three-day conference. And because of our proximity or Whistler's proximity to Los Angeles, we were able to get a lot of people from there. Right. Um, so we kind of would do these intensive um uh, workshops with sales agents and um, distributors and marketing experts, and they would come in and meet with them. Um, we had four or five teams uh, of uh, people working on projects, developing uh, like yours, right? Uh, you know, yeah. and they would bring in you know casting directors or uh, people from 
CAA to talk about packaging and cool, things cool. like that. Hmm. Um, yeah, so there is actually a fair amount of business that gets done. And then since I've left Whistler, they've formed a partnership with Variety, actually. Oh, wow. And now Variety is involved in helping program their nice. industry stuff. So that's pretty uh, pretty good for them. And they also have a relationship with the Canadian Film Centre, which uh, I helped to initiate. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so there's all sorts of training and things that are going on there. Yeah, so, wow. And now I think NSI is actually partnering with them on a on a program. Yeah, I, I feel like I saw that in a newsletter somewhere. Original yeah. Voices, I think. Right, maybe. Um, yeah, so it kind of came full circle there. Um, but in the meantime, um, I heard about the opportunity here at Ampia and uh, was kind of looking to move back to Alberta. Mm-hmm. That was about five years ago. And... Um, yeah, started here in actually coming up on my fifth year anniversary next week. Wow. Yeah. Congrats. That's Thank awesome. You. At, at Ampia. At Ampia. So uh, I uh, my my awareness of Ampia kind of began, well, I was in SAIT, uh, but really once I started working for 724 Films, and uh, I think Tom was uh, president of the board, and then it was Joe, and back and forth maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, I, I I came I became very aware of how important Ampi is to the kind of um, not just uh, celebration of our industry, but also uh, just the communication um, because that newsletter is even back then was really super important and kind of a big deal. I, I remember I got I got mentioned in it for some reason I, I don't even remember why, but my old mentor Steve Ashworth from from Vic. Uh, got in touch with me and was like, congratulations. I was like, oh, this reaches a lot of people. Um, so I guess for for folks who are, you know, maybe less aware of, of what Ampia is, um, what does it stand for, firstly? Well, it used to be the Alberta Motion Picture Industry Association. One of the first things that uh, happened when I came on was we were in the middle of transitioning to a new um, brand, I guess, which became the Alberta Media Production Industry Association. Mm-hmm. So just to expand the beyond film. Right. Um, mostly uh, television, but also including digital media. Right. Apps. And- um, yeah. Um, so wanting to be more inclusive of that kind of uh, activity, which is starting to, you know, really take off now. Sure. Um, and you hit it on the head when you said that the communications is a, is a big part of, uh, of what we do. Um, we revamped our uh, we went through a big process of revamping our website and making it more um, information friendly kind of more of a blog type of uh, uh, posting instead of just a bunch of stuff that was hard to find right, right. <laughs> about funding and things like <laughs> yeah, that yeah. but I mean you know resources that we are able to provide to our members are things yes information about funding uh, we we do a lot of work on their behalf when we talk to government, right. doing industry consultations, right. member of the Alberta Film Advisory Council. We also work with our national association, which is the Canada Media Fund, mm. sorry, sorry, Canada Media Production Association, oh, yes. CMPA. Yeah. Uh, and we work with them on uh, regulatory stuff with CRTC, gotcha. those kinds of things. And so that whole process, the last three years with the Let's Talk Television has been really essential uh, to what we've been doing and representing our members and trying to, you know, trying to hold on to at least some sense of regional uh, bonuses and, and protections that seem to be getting eroded. Right. 
um, as as everything concentrates in you know Ontario and Quebec. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think we've been doing a, a good job of actually growing the industry here. When I first started, uh, we had Heartland, we had Blackstone, and the first season of Hell on Wheels. And then since then, we've added, golly, Young Drunk Punk. Um, tiny Plastic Men. Tiny Plastic Men, uh, Fargo. Yeah. Um, and now the new one, Winona, 724. Winona, Winona Earp, yeah. Yeah, Winona Earp. Yeah, lots of series, which is great. I I don't know if there's been a time. I mean, sadly, we've lost Hell on Wheels and Blackstone now. But before those two left, that I mean, that's a ton of production in the, in series as opposed yeah. to, to yeah. movies. And then you know there are other things. It's kind of funny because in Calgary and Edmonton are really quite different production centers, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot more documentary that happens here in Edmonton. Right, a lot of um, uh, sketch comedy, yeah. like Tiny Plastic Man yeah. you mentioned, and uh, before that. Uh, uh, caution may contain oh, nuts, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then now another spinoff, Delmer and Marta. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. heard on CBC Radio this morning. That's great. Um, Blackstone, unfortunately, as you say, is ending, but I think there are a couple other projects that Prairie Dog are developing that sure. will be coming down the pipe shortly. So it's uh, actually, you know, amongst at the same time that this there is this deregulation and a lot of concentration of ownership out east. It's we've been able to hold our own and actually grow the industry, which is good. Um, a lot of that has to do with the support we get from the provincial government, right. and we do a lot of work with them, um, advising them on on how to uh, streamline their uh, application process so that it so that it actually would yes get the most bang <laughs> yes. for the buck. And I, uh, you know, most recently we were undertaking uh, part of this uh, strategic industry review that's that's happening. So we were just down in Calgary oh. doing consultations with uh, Alberta Culture and Tourism. Ah. Uh, as part of an industry stakeholder kind of meetings. So there's all, a lot of stuff going on behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, as you mentioned, there's a lot of, you know, the primary function with in terms of our members is connecting people together and mm-hmm. finding out, you know, through the newsletter what's happening and right. who's doing what. Um, and what other funding opportunities might be coming down the pipe. Like, for instance, we have now uh, an opportunity working with our counterpart in Manitoba, on-screen Manitoba, who have access to some funding through Western Diversification. So it's for all three prairie provinces. So there's information about that on our website, but it's basically there are funds available for, let's say you and your company, you Mm -hmm. want to uh, bring in a consultant to work with you on your project, or maybe even it's something to do with business affairs. You want to grow your business or, or have it become more sustainable. Wow. There's money available for interesting for that kind of development. Cool. So yeah, that's the other side of the uh, our activity that we've sort of expanded over the last five years is is really ramping up the uh, professional development mm. that we do. Mm-hmm. So uh, that can be you know smaller things like uh, an interim financing panel at the Calgary Film Festival. Mm-hmm that we did recently with Leanne Harry from the Royal Bank uh, or the Calgary Dust Up, yes. which was based on the March Madness here at Nate yes. uh, that we did at Alberta College of Art and Design. And it's those kinds of and are aimed more at people coming out of the right. post-secondaries who are just which, learning to, yeah, like, wanting to learn about our business. And which I think is, I believe, I'm not sure yet, the podcast still fairly new, but I think that's part of the audience here. So yeah. uh, having been to March Madness, I can't recommend it enough if you're, especially if you're just wanting to get into the industry. Yeah. Um, so we took that model and we, we developed or delivered it at, uh, as part of the Calgary industry series um, at ACAD. And it was great. We had 130 people. Nice. 
Um, yeah, and it was a full day from like nine in the morning till four thirty, and uh, yeah, we'll be looking to do that again. Nice. Um, and then we have sort of at the other end of the spectrum stuff that which is aimed at uh, kind of our more senior. Uh, members who are maybe looking to stay ahead of the curve in terms of new technology mm -hmm. and, and new developments that are coming down the pipe in terms of business models and financing. Um, so we're actually, we worked last year, we delivered uh, the Story World Quest yes. conference yes. at Nate, which was focused on transmedia. And uh, Nate is very involved in uh, in launching a, a new transmedia center, mm -hmm. uh, which will be being rolled out over the next year or so. Um, so that was kind of like a, a look ahead to that. And uh, we're doing a follow-up to that um, slightly different focus. Um, this year it's called the Story Summit mm -hmm. at the Banff Center. Cool. That'll be coming up in February. Wow. And yeah, that's more on focusing on these new uh, portals and delivery platforms, like all the over-the-tops, the Hulus and right, the right. Roku and yeah. Uh, you know Netflix, of course. Yeah, which all which all feels fairly inaccessible. I think if you don't kind of know. Yeah, that well, yeah. You know. So we're um, working with a, a company in Los Angeles called Creatosphere that has access to some of those oh, cool. connections, wow. and so it'll be kind of a merger of a uh, yeah these new platforms and new delivery uh, distribution channels, um, and hopefully, uh, you know, people will have the chance to actually meet them mm -hmm. instead mm -hmm. of having to fly to Los Angeles and yeah bang on right. somebody's door. <laughs> That sounds very exciting, actually. I'm, I'm very interested to see how that goes. Um, and I mean, I, one of the biggest, I, I, I suppose most, um, uh, the, the thing that maybe gets the most news attention or, or media attention would be the awards. Right. Um, yes, that is our biggest event in terms of the, uh, the size and the scope of the activity. Um, mm -hmm. And actually... We have been doing the Alberta Film and Television Awards since 1974. Wow. So one of the oldest in the country. Right. And um, and I think, um, you know, it's getting better. Um, it used to be this very long and ponderous and, you know, uh, affair. Yes. That, uh, <laughs> and we've done, done our best the last few years to kind of pick up the pace and have it move along at a, right. at a good clip. But at the same time, you know, giving yourselves the, the time and attention that you need to right. celebrate our achievements. For sure. So, um, yeah, you know, along the way we tweak things here and there. We add new categories or take them out as, mm -hmm. as things change sure. in the industry. Right. Um, and it, it's really strange because things from one year to the next can go from having, like, let's say, Two years ago, we didn't have a children's category because we had nothing, right? No entries. Last year, we had five entries. Oh, really? You know, it did, huh. yeah, I know it's very strange. So it's just things go in cycles. Yeah. And so you kind of have to be adaptable to that, right? Um, and then, yeah, there are new new categories coming up, like web series and and yeah. uh, those kinds of things. So it's a challenge, but we are able to actually. Um, last year, we expanded the number of jurors that we use oh. and and the reach. So we've gone even international more oh, into cool. the states um, how does that work if you're if you're someone who's submitting mm -hmm. what what you know once you send that off what exactly happens to your submission well uh, we have various categories I think there are now 52 categories wow. yes and each category has a jury of three people okay uh, some people do more than one jury sure some people do five or six right um, depending on the volume and, and whether the 
you know, short films or feature films, uh, then those three jury members do not meet physically. They they each watch their categories and make their um, their evaluations based on a series of criteria that we have. Right. Um, you know, when we look for things like uh, production uh, expertise, um, you know, it's originality of story, sure. um, execution. Uh, but those know. jurors are they? None of them are in Alberta. No, they right. are. They are not. Okay. Uh, several years ago, before my time, the decision was made to to go exclusively outside right. of Alberta, right. just so there's no conflict of interest. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, we used to physically uh, burn DVDs and ship them around the country <laughs> oh, to yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. Now we're um, yeah. luckily able to mostly use Dropbox or or other uh, delivery systems nice. to. Yeah, so it makes it a little easier. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, we compile the results. And if there's, uh, um, you know, ties or disagreements or strong disagreements, we uh, will sometimes just set up a conference call with that that jury. Cool. Um, And then uh, then it's, yeah, producing the awards show. Right. Which is... uh, an endeavor, yes. <laughs> yeah, so this year it will be, it goes back and forth each year from between Edmonton and Calgary. So oh, okay. last year was in Edmonton, next year we'll be in Calgary. Oh, I didn't know that, that yeah. that's the plan now. I remember that it, it was very frequently happening in Edmonton and I remember seeing in the program that's like, it's just kind of a cost thing and, and yeah, it maybe used, it'll be in Calgary some year. It, it, it was run that way for a number of years where it just uh, stayed in Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, mostly because the cost of things got completely out of hand in right, Calgary. But right. um, a couple of years ago, we decided that we would need to go back there just in terms of the volume of production that's yeah. happening there. Sure. Um, so that's the official plan is one, yeah. you know, switch off yeah. each year. Cool. Yeah. That's great. So it means we have to look for additional resources when it's in Calgary. Right, right. We have to build up our sponsorships a little bit hmm. more than, right. we, than we do here. That's but, too bad. Why is that? Um... <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like everything in Calgary it's costs more. a little more expensive, more. huh? That's too bad. And I think it's just because the de- their, you know, demand is uh, for conference space, for, you know, venues, is yeah. it's really high. Right, yeah. So uh, this year it's going to be at the Hyatt Regency. Oh, okay. Where it was in 2012. Yes, I went to that one, yeah. And uh, it's a beautiful ballroom. Mm-hmm. It'll hold about 800. And uh, it's going to take place Saturday, May 7th, oh, wow. 2016. Okay. There's a date even. I didn't know. Yes, indeed. Right on. Market. Save the date. <laughs> yeah, we'll do. So, um, yeah, usually there's a, I mean, I, I sadly haven't been, I, I think maybe since 2012, um, but usually there's like a, you know, a musical act and, and a cool host. It's actually a pretty big deal. Occasional streaker. <laughs> Did that happen? <laughs> I didn't know that. In 2014. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know who the culprit was? Uh, yes, we shall be, remain <laughs> Not anonymous. On anonymous. Oh. Off the air. <laughs> but it was our 40th anniversary. Right, right. A producer thought that might be a funny thing to do. Mm, right, right. Fair enough. 1974, 2014. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. Hmm. Um, probably nothing like that this year. But, right. <laughs> uh, yes, usually there is some kind of musical entertainment. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We're going to be working in some, there's some big anniversaries coming up this year. I believe it's Actress... 75th anniversary. Oh, wow. Uh, CBC has an anniversary. Um, and then there's things we're going to celebrate, like the new music center, National Music Center oh, in Calgary. Yes, yes. So we're working with them, talking about doing some kind of, you know, musical 
uh, performance of some sort. Nice. So the Junos are in Calgary this year. Oh, you know, I did, I, they I didn't will know. have happened by the time our awards show happens. Right, right, right. But uh, I think they take place in April. Hmm. So there might be some tie-in with that. Right. Um, cool. Yeah. So kind of so, mix it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you you would be kind of like like. I, my plan with the podcast is to get uh, people who maybe they're the EDs or maybe they're just representatives of, of the organizations like FAVA and CSIF and M Media and, and and so on. So you'd be kind of the first person to talk about this. And the timing is interesting because, of course, you know, to talk from the perspective of, of one of these organizations. Um, but I did want to bring up government changes. And I, I wonder if you can speak on on what your feelings are as far as, as that kind of being an advocate for the industry. Um, what's that experience been like? Well, um, it's been positive. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, we've had several meetings over the summer um, with the provincial government. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, uh, there's a uh, industry strategic action plan, which is being developed, which we were... Uh, part of the consultation process. And in fact, I will be sending out a survey to our members today. Oh, wow. Uh, asking them to uh, to contribute their thoughts. Because there was a, an industry consultation, but because of the size of the room, it was limited to about 15, 20 people. Oh, wow. Okay. But we want to get a broader sampling of the membership right. um, and make sure everybody has the chance to, uh, to contribute and participate in the process. So that's being organized by the Alberta Culture and Tourism. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we're waiting to see what the re recommendations are going to be of that plan. Um, I know they're thinking of revamping the Alberta Film Advisory Council so that it might become something more like the Alberta Cultural Industries Advisory Council oh, okay. to include music and yeah, yeah. book publishing and magazine right. publishing. Um, so we'll see how that shakes out. But all of those, I think, are positive developments. Um, there was an increase in funding yes. to the fund, yes. as you know, eleven million dollars mm -hmm. added to the Alberta Media Fund, and, and also to the Alberta Foundation for the Arts. Yes, well, they announced that there will be money coming, right. not this cycle, not this yeah. cycle, but right. coming next year. So, right. yeah, an additional five million, I think, and then an additional five million on top of that the next the next year. year. Yeah, that's right. Amazing. So, a total of ten million to yeah. the AFA, which still won't get it back to where it was before it was uh, cut in. Uh, in 2010. But, oh, I didn't know that. But it was, it'll get close. Right. <laughs> it's, right. A, it's a good news story. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Um, For sure. And um, and then, more recently, we've had the federal elections. So, yes. Uh, you know, the, the liberal government had uh, pledged a number of things in their uh, platform mm -hmm. when the election was happening, and including restoring uh, funding to the CBC, mm. which I think will be good for our members. Right. Um, I'm hoping some of that will be earmarked for regions. Right. Uh, not just Toronto. Right. <laughs> the region. Uh, the region, <laughs> yes. Um, and then uh, working to uh, to get to know our new minister, mm -hmm. uh, Ms. Jolie, who uh, we have invited to attend the, uh, the Alberta Film nice. Television Awards. What are they actually called? Are they called the Rosie Awards? This is a thing. Ah, uh, well... <laughs> Or did that change too? The official name is the Alberta Film and Television Awards. Okay. And it always has been. But it's, yes, yeah. it always has been. Right. But the nickname is the Rosie Awards. Right. And I think there was a contest several years ago and that was the name that was suggested okay. based on uh, somebody's wife's name. Oh, okay. Rosie. Hmm. Anyway, they're 
unofficially the Rosie Awards. Right. But, it, you know, people know them as that. Sure. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right, fair enough. Um, but sorry, I didn't mean to yeah, sidetrack no, no. you. There. No, no, that's okay. Uh, another thing that's going to happen in conjunction with the awards is that uh, the next day, Sunday, May 8th, is the beginning of the Input Conference, which is uh, an international conference dedicated to public television. Oh, cool. That uh, attracts approximately 800 delegates from around the world. Wow. And these are commissioning editors and uh, broadcast executives. Nice. And this yeah. will be in Calgary? and it's going to be in Calgary oh, wow. at the TELUS Convention Center. Nice, there. nice. Yeah. Which is actually connected to the Hyatt, isn't That's it? That's right. Yeah. It is. And, uh, and uh, there will be screenings uh across the street in the Glenbow Museum as well. Nice. And uh, yeah, so that's gonna, that's like a four-day conference, I believe, goes from Sunday through Wednesday. Thursday's kind of the, the wrap-up closing. But hmm. uh, So you make a, a nice long five-day stretch of it. <laughs> yeah, and it's actually relatively uh, inexpensive. I think it only costs uh, less than a couple hundred bucks for, nice. the, for the whole conference. Great, great. cool. Yeah, so lots of things kind of coming down the pipe. Nice, nice. So uh, do do we know if, if she's attending? I'm, I don't know yet. yet. But, we but the, the invitation is out. Yes. All right, cool. Right on. And that is nice. I remember actually... Um, uh, uh, I'm forgetting our our previous previous premier's name, um, but she came to the awards that I attended, and uh, Alison Redford. Alison Redford, right? And she actually had some really nice things to say about um, the arts and um, about Peter Lougheed and yeah, that was the year we celebrated Peter and Jean Lougheed and their, yes, their yes, achievements, yeah. including starting the Banff Center, right, and right, a number of other things. But for sure, yeah, uh, Alberta actually had the first Minister of Culture. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And outside of Quebec, Quebec had one first. Wow. But in English Canada. Right. Um, and was the very first uh, film commission. Hmm. And also the very first uh, provincial funding agency, the Alberta Media Production. In- Let me get it right straight. It was the AMPDC, Alberta Motion Picture Development Corporation. Right. Which is now the Alberta Media Fund. More or less. Yes. Yeah. After yeah, some it was, changes. It was an... Inv- it was a... Mm, an equity investment uh, arrangement that mm. was then uh, killed by uh, Ralph Klein mm. and our industry went through massive decline mm. at that time <laughs> went from 150 million to 15 million ouch in one year whoa yes and it took us many many years to slowly climb out of that hole right right uh, and I believe we just started getting above the 200 million dollar level just last year. Wow, so, wow, cool. Yeah. yeah, but we're still only, you know, 4%. That represents 4% of the actual money spent in film and television in Canada. Really? Uh, versus hmm. our population, which is 12% right. of the country. So hmm. there are some... Room to grow. Yes. Yeah, all right, cool. So um, I guess uh, one question I, I've I've had, and, and I, when, I, when I, like, I'll go and speak to the SAIT students, and you know, encouraging them to drive up to, to Edmonton for for March Madness, and and now just walk across the street to to the dust up. Um, but what is what would you say is is if our audience is is kind of people who are looking to get into the industry? What's the draw to become a member? Well, um, first of all, you get to meet a lot of people that can help you with your projects. Mm-hmm. Um, you can learn a lot about how the funding process works. Uh, we can help you with um, 
you know, applications and suggestions of where you can go for assistance, uh, whether it's the Canada Media Fund or the Alberta Media Fund or the Alberta Foundation for the Arts or other private funds like the, the Rogers Development Fund or uh, Independent Production Fund. Uh, and um, there are others. Um, hmm. And it's sort of like a, uh, it's a confusing landscape out there if you don't know where to look. Right. But, um, you know, and film and television is always, uh, you're always working to put together a financing plan. Oh, yeah. Um, as I mentioned before, we, we can uh, provide resources to help small businesses with their business plans right, yeah. uh, on an individual basis. And, um, and uh, you know, just as you said about the, the, uh, the communications tools that we have through the website and through the newsletter mm-hmm. that uh, really help get things off the ground. Absolutely, yeah. And, and uh, Ampia, uh, or sorry, the Ampia Upstart program right. is something I've done many, many times. And uh, there's always discounts for members, and there's countless other situations where that's also the case. Um, and I know that, uh, I don't know if it's going to continue to be the case, but if you're a student, it's only $30 to sign up. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah, it, it, it might change. We <laughs> won't commit to that. But but the I, I know that for March Madness, and I think for the Dust Up as well, if you became a member, you got free access to those conferences yes that's right yeah that was which is a great deal and i I hope i was really encouraging state students to take advantage of course they're making the trip was tough so i i was personally away for the dust up so i missed it but i I hope some state students got involved yeah there were quite a few good good. quite a few came over from from state and uh, some came from regia college some came from lethbridge Mm. a couple came from edmonton Cool. From Nate. So, what can what can we as an industry and maybe some of the younger people on on our side of things do uh, to support Ampia? What, what what can we do for Ampia? Well, um, you know, we the first thing you could do is is as you say, show up for some of these events like right. the the dust up or the March Madness. Um, it's a good way to get to learn about the industry and meet some of the key players. Um, at least get a sense of how how it works mm-hmm. and who some of the people are. Um, like we do a session with working with unions and guilds, for instance, right. or uh, we bring in representatives from the Alberta Media Fund um, and banks and others uh, to talk about funding and financing. Um, we talked this year, we had a session at the dust up about animation, which was great yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they do, uh, we were at ACAD right. and, and they do an animation program there. Of course. And, uh, also, the National Film Board was involved because uh, uh, a couple of the projects that their the Northwest office here in Edmonton is doing are, are with Calgary uh, animators. Okay. Um, and there's also Quick Draw Animation Society down there. Right. And, um, then we did a, a whole session on post-production as well because nice. a, a lot of times people don't think about post-production until they are there. Right. And uh, they really need to start thinking about that before they start shooting. Right. Um, and uh, so this time we had uh, the guys there from Jump Studios and Propeller, oh, yeah, yeah, Propeller yeah. Studios. Nice. And uh, Mike Shields, who's a composer. Yeah. And, uh, Matt, um, editor whose name escapes me. Uh, anyway, it was, a, it was a great session to do. Sure. Um, 
post-production. What else did we do? We in at the March Madness, we've done things on uh, selling your film or getting your film in festivals. Like we had Trevor Anderson talking about going oh, to yeah. Sun, Sundance. Yeah. Um, and I just heard him on the radio this morning, and I guess he's down at the uh, Hollywood Short Film Festival. Oh wow, cool! With his new film, or not so new anymore, but right. the Little Deputy. Yes, yeah. Which um, has the mayor in it? Is that right? Yeah, it does. <laughs> he has a little cameo. Appearance. I have to see that. Um, so, but but so yeah, that's that's what we can do is just kind of attend and get yeah, involved and, and it's, you know, become members. We, we do networking events too. We just had the David Billington Award. Yeah, yeah, right. Of course, um, which is one. kind of like our lifetime achievement award, yes. which we do every year, mm-hmm. and. Um, that uh, actually we had a reception prior to that where we invited a number of students from Red Deer College and Nate uh, I don't think there were anyone from state because we were here in Evansville yeah, yeah. Um, and they got a chance to meet with some of our veteran members like uh, you know previous Billington Award recipients right. like Doug McLeod and nice. Dale Phillips and, and Gil Cardinal who unfortunately was uh, unable to be at the uh, presentation because he's uh, in the hospital, uh, yeah. but um, that's not good. No, but we were able to to celebrate his work and, uh, yeah. and to show it, and uh, it was a really moving uh, event, actually. Hmm. And uh, he certainly is uh, a veteran in our industry who's been uh, been around for a long, long time. Yeah, and helped a lot of people. Like, right. That's one thing that's I really like about Ampia is that a lot of our veteran members are are um, acting as mentors to the mm. young, younger members coming up. Right. And so we can help facilitate that kind of thing right, too. Totally. Like if Absolutely. A, if you're a new member looking for some advice, we can, you know, t- connect, match you with somebody yeah. who's, uh, that's that's a great that's a great point that I mean it's it, you're not going to see that on the website but that's so that's so true that it's just like you can network and you can ask questions and and I you know I never really got that you know when I was in film school that I could just ask anybody to go for coffee and they're gonna say yes it's yeah. not like nobody's like a jerk and it's like no no I can't go for coffee with a student yeah um, <clears throat> totally the, everyone is so accessible in the industry and, and uh, that's a great point yeah um, and in fact, at the dust up, that reminds me, Cal- Amy Darling, who's one of our board members, was saying, "Yeah, look, look at all these people that we've had. We had something like thirty-five presenters, and they were all accessible." So. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking of the AGM, any any announcements or any anything coming out of that board changes or anything? Um, we added one new board member, which mm-hmm. is an Edmonton-based filmmaker named Dylan Pierce. Oh yeah. Who just recently completed a feature film, 3D feature film called 40 Below and Falling. Great. Which screened at both the Edmonton and Calgary film festivals recently. Fantastic. Um, and Dylan is really, yeah, he's really involved in 3D technology. Yes. And we're, uh, one of the things that we may end up adding to the to the Story Summit in Banff is a session on virtual reality mm. and augmented yes, reality. Yes, that's coming. And he's really involved in that too. Right. So he's going to help us uh, with that. And uh, he just came back from a conference in uh, Montreal, I think, that was all about that. So nice. he's got a lot Great. of connections there. So Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm very excited to see what happens with VR. That's going to be an interesting Yeah. World. And I mean, we've done sessions in the past. We did, uh, you know, going back several years now, we did a big HD conf- uh, conference when that was coming down the pipe. Right. And We've already done a 3D uh, workshop at the Banff Center a few years back, but now the virtual reality, augmented reality would be, you know, the next thing. Yeah, down. yeah, cool. So, yeah, as I said, you know, for that end of the spectrum, we're trying to always keep our members ahead of the curve mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and aware of new developments that are coming. Well, I certainly appreciate it. <laughs> uh, anything else we should cover? I think that's 
Got it. I'm sure we can do it again, maybe <clears throat> maybe in a year or so, yeah. and see see what else is going on. Well, thank you so much for being here. Hey, thank you, Matt. And uh, looking forward to sharing this with everybody. And uh, I hope I hope we can gain some more members. I really want to see more students taking advantage of that cheap membership rate. It's a good time to do it. I missed it, so definitely <laughs> take take advantage. All right, thank you, sir. Okay, thank you. Thanks for listening. Uh, for those who are interested, you can donate to the Gill Cardinal Legacy Fund, uh, which will provide funding for emerging Aboriginal filmmakers to kickstart their careers. Uh, more details about that fund will be released um, in the future, so we'll let you know uh, how to do that uh, in, a, in a future episode. Um, as for this podcast, we'll be back on Wednesday of this week with our regular weekly episode uh, where Matt has interviewed filmmakers Robert Cuffley and Jason Long to discuss their upcoming feature film, Chokeslam. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, so we will uh, we will talk at you then. And I also just want to throw out a big thanks to Ampia for letting us uh, use some space to record with Bill and a few other podcasts that are coming up as well. So thanks to them, and we'll see you soon.